And welcome to another episode of Living the Past. We are a uh, 90s podcast. We go through a month of the 90s most weeks. <laughs> Sometimes we have bonus episodes. Uh, with me, always, as always, is uh, Ben. Sometimes we do uh, one episode over two weeks. Yes, yes. That was our, our last episode. <laughs> it went, went very long. We'll see how this one goes. And we've got a guest, one of our longest, longest running friends, Craig. How are you doing? Hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. So glad to have you. Uh, you were so you're a bit younger than me. So, but what are the '90s? We always ask our guests for the first time on there. Like, what do the '90s mean to you? The '90s were a good and bad time for me. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, early '90s was great with childhood. Lots of things, cartoons. You were a movies. big wrestling, weren't you? That, I think that was more that late 80s into 90s. Right, so, yep. so I was a big Honky Tonk Man fan, and that's who I used <laughs> the, to be. The, mu- the music you're talking about. That's right. My brother, <laughs> used to, yeah. my brother used to be Jake the Snake, and my sister was Hulk Hogan. And you oh. were a Honky Tonk Man. And I was a Honky Tonk Man, and my brother refused to play with me after I jumped off the pool table and KO'd him like he didn't want to play anymore. Like, he's, got that, he's got that limp now, hasn't he? He's still got that limp. <laughs> Physically, medically KO'd him? Or just... No, he, was, he cried a lot. Oh, that's fair. But I was eight years younger. He seemed upset so, yeah. that he wasn't completely KO'd. He wasn't completely KO'd. Just oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of tears. How did the pool table survive the incident? Oh, well, I was a child. Still? <laughs> I'm not made to be stood and jumped off of. Yeah, probably. It was a good solid one. There was one that, you know, eight, yeah. eight men would have to lift it. Where is it now? It's still at my mum's, I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You should but, get it. No, it's... Be oh, terrible, yeah. Wrecked. People keep jumping off it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, her clothesline is still bent to this day for me pretending to be Spider Man. But anyway, <laughs> a picture out there like Bart on the clothesline. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> oh, cool. So, did um, we answer that question? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you did. Uh, but yeah, I suppose um, it's weird. Like, like a lot of our guests are in that sort of um, formative era sort of thing um it's just it's, i suppose it's like it's interesting to see like w- who took what from the 90s and like if um, it's all positive or it's a bit of both yeah yeah so yeah i, I always find it interesting to, to ask each guest but um before we get into the 90s we go uh what we've been listening to in the last sort of week so it's called living in the now so we'll go guest first uh craig what have you been listening to watching doing Doing well. I've been listening to a lot of audio books. Actually, the High Republic, oh, the new nice. Star Wars series. I try. Uh, I try to read, and I just I, I find my mind wandering, and I'm like, yeah. And I get back, and I'm like, oh, that chapter's finished, and I got no idea what happened just then. Yeah, it, that can happen, and you, I have to revisit, especially when I'm listening to it when I'm working, because you know, yeah. then you start focusing. Like you meant to be <laughs> working, and, <laughs> and the next minute, like I've got no idea what happened the last two chapters. But you know, it's just one of those things. Does it infiltrate you... your work at all? No, no. Do no. you like start typing and it's like, and then the High Republic? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, what has this got to do with work, Craig? Nah, it's it's uh, it's been enjoyable. Um, and watching wise, what have we been watching? Wife and I got into that um, his Dark Materials. Ah, oh, yeah. What's yeah. that? It's um, it's like that Golden Compass movie that flopped. Oh yeah, it's based on that on the book, not on the movie, I guess. But, so is it uh, floppy as well? No, we actually sort of got hooked on it, but it's oh. I don't know. It's, it's like two it's, seasons out, yeah. Two seasons, yeah, out, yeah. Some of the acting in it's really good, and they've got some good actors in it. Um, so yeah, we were enjoying that. I'm not sure where it's going though, and whether I'm gonna like it where it heads. I watched the first two episodes, and I'm just like, 
it's a, like it's a bit too fantasy for me. Like I, I I've said before, like I'm not a big fantasy guy, and I'm like this is just too, uh, like it's getting Lord of the Ringsy. I'm gonna have to remember characters' names and they're all weird. <laughs> so fantasy, no yeah. sci-fi, yes. Uh, because sci-fi. sci-fi is fantasy. Well, Alien is fantasy. Nope. Mm, Alien is horror. Uh, fantasy. Okay, it's sci-fi horror. Yeah, but it's a fantasy. It's a sexy alien <laughs> fantasy. You still haven't, you haven't watched him, and it really annoys me because they don't have sex in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know. Five years ago, Richmond winning a premiership was fantasy. Exactly. But look what's happening now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. For the record, you're going to hear a lot of football shit in this episode, so I apologise in advance. Um, uh, all right. Uh, what have you been doing, Paul? What? What have you been doing? I have been still slowly going through my uh, animal horror. <laughs> Face. Not um, fantasies, that's actual horror because yeah, these yeah. things could happen. <clears throat> so, we've been going through the Jaws. Um, watch Cujo. I realized uh, I've never watched Cujo before. Is that the Stephen King? Yeah. Yeah, the dog, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I good. always thought that was a rock wheeler. No. No, it's, it's a yeah. Mastiff, isn't it? No, it's St. Bernard. Oh, oh, it's a St. Bernard, yeah. Yeah. Um, weird. I mean, because uh, like, we, we've recently sort of gone through like a bit of a spike in like COVID stuff here and like we had lockdown stuff. And I found, um, um, maybe not surprisingly for me, but like, uh, 80s slasher horror and that stuff is very comforting for me like it's really weird like uh, that's what me and my, my wife have been sort of working my way through the Friday the 13th series like before bed so we'll get, we'll get into bed we'll watch the, like half of Friday the 13th and it's like alright good night. I thought you didn't do scary things before bed well they're not scary to me like like this is like all oh, it's like the new horror like hereditary and all that stuff I'm like I can't deal with that yeah there's nothing more <laughs> comforting than teenagers getting killed it is like, it's, it's surprisingly cosy and I was just like um, it's like a nice warm blanket oh, oh, man, especially, the first, the, especially getting... the first Friday the 13th and Kevin Bacon just like swishing oh. around with his like his pork on display and like it's like have you finished Fear Street yet? Uh, no because like again like those ones are a little bit too intense for me so I have to find a nice daytime time to do that uh, the final one you can take comfort in the accents that are there at the start and just fade as the movie goes on. Oh, okay. Because we're Irish, but no, we're not as Irish, <laughs> and now we're American. Um, I also found myself, another comfort move for me is I watched a Once in a Fall Time in Hollywood for like the fifth time. Jesus. Um, I really like that movie. I don't know why. It's just, it's one of those ones I can just dip in and out of. It's, yeah, I fucking love it. I, don't I still know haven't why. seen that yet. It is quite good. It is. I wouldn't watch it five times, <laughs> but that's because most normal humans don't have that time on their hands to watch having said that i have not watched anything yeah in sorry i've watched two things but aside from the things we'll get to since that lockdown since our last episode all i've done is gta and olympics so we yeah i started playing gta as well and then like ben started you've got back into it and i was, I was like, like that's a good idea we, we were sort of like neck and neck for a bit then like my kids just took over the xbox and like i haven't been able to it's not something I can just sort of like put on and like the kids just walk in and out. I'm like, oh, dad's busy. Yeah, that's He's carjacking not... a sex worker. At the <laughs> that's, that's not daytime gaming. <laughs> kids around. No. So, um, but you're getting quite far on it, I suppose. I've pretty much finished the missions. I've left all the assassination ones because that's how you make the money. Okay. And I'm all about making the money this time. <laughs> um, but the highlight of it is I've got this giant, like this 55 inch monitor from Laura's work. Okay. And I've set that up under the TV, so I've got the Olympics going. With no sound on the floor, and then playing GTA Five on the main TV above it. Heaven, I with my GTA Five is usually uh, podcasts. Like turn the music down, just put like podcast, and I can actually sort of make it one of the channels on the radio. That's, that's pretty good. I okay. thought about listening to stuff, but I can't triple task. 
<laughs> like, listen to something, watch Your Olympics, brain will just and play explode. a game. <laughs> One too many things. It's too much. Laura comes in and asks you something, it's like, I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> can't pause three things, you know? Uh, cool. Oh, it sounds like, we're, sounds like we're all wasting our lives away. <laughs> I'm quite content with what I've nah, been I like it, yeah. Uh, so, let's get back into the 90s and let's do the events. Okay, so... Uh, before we get into the events, the big, the main one for me that I wanted to uh, get into is potato. What? Potato. Potato. You've got it as well. Do okay. You know the potato news. No, I haven't got potato news. Uh, first one I've, I've got uh, is the the Mabo decision uh, in Australia recognising the native title rights for Murray Island and Torres Strait Islanders. So that that happened in um, way after what it, it it took way too long, but in 1992 that was actually made official that the land rights would be given to them. Were um, they though? Well, I mean, yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like anything was actually achieved. They officially said it, <laughs> right. whether they actually did it or not. Um, but uh, everything else I've got uh, after that is in the quiz. So uh, let's. So you have no spelling bee in the quiz. No, why? I only made note of it because we had the spelling bee last month. Let's do the potato. What's the potato news? So, uh, relying on a faulty card uh, at a spelling bee in New Jersey, an elementary student had to spell potato. Yeah. And they were told it was wrong because the guy on his card had P-O-T-A-T-O-E. And the child was told that it was wrong. That's in the plural. Yeah, but so it wasn't like, a plural, it was potato. Did the parents just like cut seek? <laughs> I didn't look any further into it, did you, Craig? No. I just no, read that, I was like, ha potato. Potato, potato, potato gate. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you imagine these days with parents? Like if <laughs> These <laughs> days, check out nothing like, like they'd planned. Burn the place down. <laughs> There'd be a riot. Yeah. Throwing potatoes. So let's, uh, let's uh, cue up the quiz music. So, um... Uh, let's get first and like look the first one's about cured meat <laughs> so in 1992 in June the longest salami at that point in time was uh, measured in Flekfjord in Norway how big was this salami was it 56 feet 68 feet 72 feet or 80 feet 72 wrong can I have them again please 56 feet, 68 feet, 72 feet, or 80 feet? 56. 68. Ah. Uh, Apparently, after that, um, it butchers around the world basically tried to start making like the biggest slums they could and then it was actually beaten for a few months later by Oregon in Oregon they made like a, a huge one um, so just to clarify salami is a bunch of disgusting entrails and yeah. snouts from animals yes yep yes. packed into a casing so basically so it can be like, as long as you want it to be well I mean yeah like if you just like it's like, like a it's like a herd of pigs like into one big long yeah uh, so just imagine them going into the grinder Nah. I'm just stretching out. I don't want to feel that. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was uh, look. I when I was doing research, that was mentioned like in every single one that I looked at, and I'm like, wow, this is a big deal in the slum. <laughs> um, okay, so big I'm actually going to encroach on your sports section because oh. uh, I needed to. Um, well, hopefully, I should already know the answer. We should probably have some buzzers too, so uh, you can have your little pen. Mine's delayed though. Uh. 
I'll, I'll, I'll judge it. <laughs> so make sure you hold it up, okay? Yep. Who was the first... I was just testing my buzzer. Carry on. He's as much quicker than mine. Who was the first draft pick for the Orlando Magic? Ben got it. <laughs> Do you want to have it? I feel like everyone would know. I didn't even have to write this down to know this. Do you? Yeah, so I was a bit like you. I was big into the basketball cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not necessarily knowing much about basketball at yeah. that time yeah. and period. But he was the man for me. Who? Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. Greg gets it right. <laughs> Even though you busted. <laughs> I let him have it because he surely we both knew that. He um he was on Conan recently and he was very funny. He's a he very funny, funny man. Yeah. 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 And him and him and Charles Barkley, like when they get get into it, fucking yeah. Although he does own some tigers, apparently. Yeah. He's what, a bit of a Richmond Tigers? <laughs> no. No, he well, was maybe. on that doc over the, Oh was he in Tiger the King? Tiger King, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He was purchasing tigers off of him. Um Ready? Yes. Who was traded to Phoenix from Philadelphia 76ers? I'm not giving you that yeah. one. Fuck, that was Charles Barkley. <laughs> yes, it was Charles Barkley. Okay, so, no more sports questions. You okay. also knew that one? I did. Because huh. I, I, was... I, I said Phoenix Suns and 90s basketball. is like, well, the only person that we know is Charles Barkley. <laughs> I don't think Nash was going yet. That was Who? on my notes. Ah, Philly all... trade Charles Barkley to Suns. That was also on my notes because I didn't realise he played for another team. Yeah, like, yeah. Man. Well, was to be Suns fair, forever. I I always thought, you know, he was Suns all the way through. Yeah, but I guess from '92, like that's when he kind of hit his peak, and that's when we started knowing about it. Yeah, yeah. I had um, a really cool card with the um, the logo was sort of holographic behind uh, yeah. him and stuff. Yeah, he was the the card that I tried to trade into that guy, and he gave me gave me a lip at the basketball card shop. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, we just brought back that memory for you again. Yep. <laughs> Do you need a moment? Squash that one down again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Landers earthquake happened. The Landers earthquake was the uh, the huge LA earthquake that happened. Like you would have probably remembered it on the news. Um, no. There's a lot of well, it's. I remember, and it came back into my consciousness because, like, when I was nerdily listening to the audio commentaries of uh, Simpsons, um, they a couple episodes they were saying like were affected by the fact like the fact that like it just ripped through downtown LA and it was yep. just yeah. Um, but the magnitude of this earthquake, what was it? 5.7. Oh, you know? You can you know, you just go for go. it. Well, I was, I was going to say 5.5, but 5.7 sounds good. No. Oh, <laughs> you failed. 6.2, 7.3, or 8.0, Craig? Whoa. I'm going to go 7.3. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah um, that's what you get. That's a big one. <laughs> everyone thought it was going to be the big one because, like, that everyone, is a big one, right? Well, like the thing is, like, Los Angeles is on that fault line, so like, yeah, essentially, yeah. It, could, it could just fall into the ocean. <laughs> um, one all right, so now this is a special time for just you two. Okay, so I've, uh, these these two dudes are both uh, Richmond fans. Um, I found some Richmond questions. I don't know whether these ones are good. Like, I don't really know much about uh, AFL. Um, this is literally the battle of who could care less. Can um, I just do a little <laughs> intro music? Okay. All football songs sound like they were created by racists. Um. <laughs> well, this was based on that um, rowing down the river and okay. then kissing a woman whilst rowing a boat. That's Probably what... written by a racist. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Very likely. Like, uh, yeah, they all have a little bit yeah, a sting to it. Hey, we had yes. a, we, we got a racist in our Adelaide race. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> oh, jeez. Let's not get started. 
Thank goodness anyway. so I traded him out of my super coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. I don't know what that means. Um, okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I think I guess. I, I, you need to have a, a non-delayed one because if you yeah. if you don't get this right, you're gonna you're gonna fucking crack it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a storm out on this show yet? Not yet. No. Right, maybe I'll just say we, we nearly had a night off. <laughs> I'll just use my mouth. Yeah. Just yep. say tags. um tags or something. I don't know. Tags. Uh, what final did Richmond make it to in 1995? Tags. Yes. There was a, a um, semi-final. Nope, preliminary. Ah, oh. oh, I probably should ask you. <laughs> we get it by default. Yes. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Richmond's coach was fired in the middle of the 1997 season. What was his name? Oh. Uh, Tiges. Yes. 1997 was um, uh, Robert Walls. Yes. Fuck. For an space. extra bonus point, who was he replaced with? Uh, Jeff Geesham. Yes. Ooh. So he's, it's two to one. In 1990, player Michael Mitchell received two, award, two awards. What were they? Do not Google this. <laughs> yes. Uh, the... Jack Dyer and nope. the Michael Roach. It wasn't okay. I, I should I should preface this. Um, oh. they're not official like club awards. They're just like sort of like, arbitrary awards that they give people at the end of the season for for things. Ah, oh, um, not getting drunk and playing every game. No, every no. Every, every, every player failed that one. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a stab. Okay, and this I'll admit is a stab. So Coleman and no, it's not. It's not even a medal. It's like an oh. award. It's an award. Given like I don't know if it's actually officially given through the AFL. It's probably given like we're probably given through the footy show or something. Is it one of those like community you did nice no. things awards? Oh. It's a specific act that he did in a game award. Mark of the year. That was one. Gold of the year. Yes, that was the other one. Fuck yeah! Does he get them though? Because he technically got them wrong, and I only got one guess before. Well, you're too slow at guessing. Let's just say that you're two. Uh, t- you're, you're both at two, and you can. Well, I should be at three, but carry on. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, no, no, you you get one. Okay. <laughs> this is the last question too Because like Guess what Not much shit to read about In the Richmond Tigers In the 1990s No From 1990 to 1999 Who won the most Jack Dyer medal Craig It would have been Tigers <laughs> My god <laughs> Yes um, That would have been uh, Wayne Campbell Yes it was uh, but, And then followed by Matthew Knights I didn't care about the second one. Okay. <laughs> so I think Matthew Knight's got two and Wayne Campbell got three in that period. Wayne Ca- Wayne Cam. Wayne Ca- Wayne Campbell. <laughs> I um I thought because uh, I I, I kind of remember him, so I looked up his Wikipedia and there's a picture of him, but it's a picture of him now. I'm like <laughs> he's like he's like he's like with the Gold Coast or he's, no, he's with GW. Oh, GW. Well, no, well, he was, but now he, I think he's. Working for the AFL again? I don't, I don't know. know, but he was just like, oh, I don't know who you are. So yeah. without yeah. that hair. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Richmond in the nineties had a lot of players with that sort of haircut. Yeah, like Nick Daffy, Richo even had long hair at one stage. Oh, yeah. Brendan Gale. Cool. So that anyway, that is uh, so. Craig wins it. I mean, um, I buzzed in first, but you know, maybe next time you come on, I'll, I'll create a, another quiz so you can um, reclaim your title. But uh, I mean, it was it's my, gonna. I, I buzzed in first. You didn't. We'll, we'll, we'll check it in the replays, and then bring me back in in '97 when we can do some Star Wars quiz, and you ask me and Paul go head to head. Star Wars in '97. Yeah, the remastered, the re- re-released. 
Do you know? Uh, clutching at straws now. I uh, <laughs> you, you cannot get those ones that you like. Ben's got the uh, um unmessed with DVDs. Oh, that ten bucks. Oh fuck, man! Like it's so hard to find now. And um, I was recently I listening along to um with Gawley and Russ. They did a, a, a watch along with Return of the Jedi, and they're like the only one. So there's no Lupty Neck, like the mm. the song from Jabba's Palace, Lumpy and there's neck. also and there's no y- Yub Nub, and it's like. <laughs> They're like, oh man, if we could just get like a copy of like the original, original ones with that, because that song in Jabba's Palace and Return of Jedi, that was fucking horrible. It was terrible. I mean, no, 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 no. It's like where they actually get the the actually singing a song now. Oh, that whole thing. It was just, yeah. back, it was just right. background music. So when when yeah, and also like it, it kind of looked. I mean, like I remember last like when I started like it kind of looked like they were just gonna break into an orgy during that <laughs> bit because there's like there's that there's like a lot of. Uh, is that the one with the like aliens. the pingu style mouth horn? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Uh, is it sliced noodles? Something like. Gross. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is it the Thel- Thelonious Crumb? The little. He, he's the salacious yeah, crumb. Salacious, salacious crumb. Salacious, yeah, salacious yes. crumb is the little monkey yeah. thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's enough Star Wars for June 1992. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just think about it. In, if you were in June 1992 and you were talking like with your friends about Salacious Crumb, it's like, man, I hope he gets a ass and makes a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and then in seven years' time, you're like, mm, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're only about prequel love on this one, on what? this podcast. What? Prequel love. Are we? Yeah. I'm, I've, I've, stopped, I've stopped hating on the prequels. I like them now. Oh, hmm. all of them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like Revenge of the Sith. But yeah, well, that doesn't count because no, was, because like every single one of them's got at least one scene in it that's like fucking. That's, that's at least one nice. scene. That's what you base Multiple your love scenes. on. Well, no, I I actually really like Attack of the Clones because I saw that four times in the cinema, and once you watch yeah. something four times in the cinema, you find a different thing each time. Yeah. Oh, Bones, there's. Uh, I mean, Bones yeah, is it's, good. It's definitely got some good moments in it. Um, I mean, I will, I will, I will, I will grant you. Phantom Menace is, is, is hard but the last the duel of the lightsabers is pretty fucking I haven't good. seen that for a very long time yeah I mean I loved Liam Neeson in it like Qui-Gon's yeah. awesome character it was a bit of a shame he had to go yeah and obviously that fight Duel of Fates was incredible yeah not Duel of Lightsabers not Dueling Lightsabers Ding Ling Ling Dueling give it time it'll be a crossover oh man um, Alright, so that is uh, my events So now we move on to sports <sighs> Okay, cool I've got so much as well did I, I, did I take a bunch of yours? Um, yeah, most of it Yeah, No, not really um, I just wanted to make note of Barkley Because I didn't realise that he was ever not at the Suns Yeah. And you have to talk about Shaq Because Shaq attack He's Shaq Has anyone ever named a dog Barkley? Because that's fucking pretty good yeah, we got one recently. Really? Um, but it's Bart Clay. No. No. Well, he's like, he likes the English Premier League. I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's been a few Barclays. Yeah. I'm sure it's nothing to do with Charles. Yeah. Although, we do have a Kemba after Kemba Walker. Not that you know who that is. Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> no, that would be even better. Oh, Dikembe. <laughs> Those are the days. Mm. Um, Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had nuggets for a while. Have you the heard of the Suns yet? <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, um, last month where the Stanley Cup began. Oh, go Penguins. Chicago. Correct. Yellow Ooh. and black. 
Uh, You're a Bruins fan. No, yeah, but sure. Penguins were also yellow and black, right? True, so, yeah. yeah. Just anything that's yellow and black. Yeah, exactly. Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. I go yeah, Steelers. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, no. Uh, so Dortmund? So if Ted Bundy wore a yellow and black flag. <laughs> 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 yellow and black! <laughs> yes. The, the drummer, one of the bands last night, um, had like the yellow and black jersey on and Laura's like, you're going to go be friends with him? He's like, no, that's a Glen Elg shirt. I don't oh. know that he has any she connection should, with Richmond. She should know better. She should. She didn't have her glasses on. Oh, fair enough then. I was like, it clearly says Total Tools on the front. Come on. <laughs> no. Accurate description. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, so, surprise, surprise, uh, Pittsburgh continued their amazing run and clean sweep Chicago cultural appropriators in four games. Uh, the NBA Finals. Bulls. Correct. Uh, not a clean sweep, surprisingly. Uh, no, it was hyped. lost to someone in the first game, what? didn't they? Uh, they dropped two games. Yeah. But it was alternating, so it was like Bulls, Portland, Bulls, Portland. Drexler. Yes. Apparently the media tried to hype it up quite a lot, like Jordan versus Drexler. Like, they're the same player, they're as good as each other. Eh. And Michael's like, that's all (laughs) I needed. (laughs) Have you watched The Last Dance yet? Yeah. Yeah. Did I watch The Last Dance? It was like, I I could care less about sport, but like, I love sport documentaries. Yeah. And so I've watched that, I watched the... um, there's a really good one about the uh, the Lakers Celtic rivalry. Yep. I think I've mentioned it before. That's fucking amazing. Just because they basically made it white and white versus black. <laughs> it kind of was. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had Robert, Robert Parrish. That was probably like one of the only like mainstays of the Celtics. And Just how cocky Michael Jordan was. Yeah. And how up his own ass he was through that whole documentary. Like how amazing he was. How stoned he was. Yeah. <laughs> He's tired. It's all that whiskey. Drink a lot of whiskey during that show. You took. Um, we had the US and French Open. Golf or tennis? <laughs> I purposely didn't make note of which it was, <laughs> except I think Monica Sellis won the French Open, so I'm. Um, She's a good golfer. She beat. Um, <laughs> was it Steffi Graf? Correct. <laughs> Knows his sports. Yeah, Steffi Graf. Do you know the US Open? My brother up? had a poster of Steffi Graf. On it, like a chico roll type one, but a little bit more clothing. A chico Ooh. roll, you know, the, on a yeah, 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 motorbike, yeah, yeah, motorbike yeah. thing, and uh, yeah, I still remember. That. Interesting. That, yeah. Did he slam his doors? I'm watching the tennis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of grunting going on in there, Stephen. <laughs> He's got no TV in there. <laughs> um, so, Craig, do you know which? US Open it was golf or tennis well we just took I just <laughs> no that was French. female tennis players that right? was French Open was tennis oh that was a French the US one. Open was a golf or tennis Pop oh, quiz. well they don't have multiple opens of the one sport do they they do they got the US Open and the US Open well so then it will golf. be golf then huh? it was golf correct yes thank you who won it no one cares uh, I think his name was Kite really? no it was an old dude wasn't it who was he that? might have been old. <laughs> yeah, I guess a guy called Guy could be an old dude. <laughs> Who was that? The, the the one that used to like smoke a cigarette on the course. What was his name? Fucking Davy Davis. Mm. No, he had like the real like weird fucking bowl daily. Cut. Daily, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, he's like the Happy Gilmore. Yeah, play golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was rough. <laughs> the Canadian GP. Everyone likes racing. Uh, I think this is the first time I've said Schumacher's name. 
Schumacher. Schumacher. Did he win? No, he came second. No. How did um, Burger go? One. He was my man. Yeah, I liked a bit of Burger. I was a Burger man. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> As was I, mostly because of the name. Yeah. I liked Mansell. <laughs> Mansell did not uh, get the podium. <laughs> I liked Mansell because he looked like a... A 17th century swordsman in Earth. <laughs> uh, how was that? Oh, no one got Dimmer's joke when Ryan Ma- oh, yeah. Mansell uh, debuted and he, Dimmer called him Nigel and no one got that joke. Which is fair because since what, probably But it made 99? me feel old because I'm like, we are. you know, I'm now at that point in life where I'm getting jokes that yeah, yeah. 20-year-olds don't. But then Nigel Mansell for us would have disappeared when we were like 12 or 13, right? Yeah, I just played a lot of Nigel Mansell's racing on my SNES. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot. Did yeah. he? <laughs> I have to win everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always play as Nigel Mansell though? No, I was always Burger. <laughs> Did he set it up that you just play other Mansells? He's <laughs> 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 like, Mansell goes past Mansell. <laughs> well, at least Mansell still really wins then. Uh, Mansell like, always wins. Everyone's a winner. This Remember? is how you change every name to Mansell. <laughs> Um, what else did we have? By the way, his Google award- alerts are just going fucking through the roof because we just didn't mention <laughs> oh, his yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm remembered. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he hasn't been coming up in mind. Like, you know, when you talk about stuff and then it comes up in your Facebook or your yeah, Google yeah. feed. I haven't seen him at all yet. <laughs> Not a huge social media presence for Nigel Mansell. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's doing. Well, I think he's still involved in the Grand Prix in some form. It'd have to be. What else is he going to do? I think he's... Uh, be angry? Captaining a um, ship in the high seas. Ah, right, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw invade. a photo of him, though. I don't think he's got the moustache anymore. Oh, fuck it's that. It's not Nigel Mansell, then, is no. it? Exactly. He's an imp- imposter. imposter. I could also imagine him in uh, Russell Crowe's band. <laughs> I, I think that those two would be friends. One. Yeah. 30 They're old foot of Mansell. 30 old foot of Mansell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he's half a slump. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> we had the Euros. Euro football championships. Okay. Held in Sweden. All right. Your hometown. Nice. Scotland's debut at this event. Hey. Event? Championship? Event. Um, it's an event. Tournament. It's an event. Tournament. Hey. That's the word. Um, they only won one game. They lost their two others. Uh-huh. Guess who they beat? That fucking Russian that's not Russia because <laughs> Russia can't decide what they are. And they're called CIS. Yeah, that's like a, they'll come back to it. Oh, I just sort your shit out. <laughs> they'll come back to what? Now they're the ROC. I it's think a mess. Nobody should be. <laughs> I think the people of Russia would be very upset about how you're talking about. It's all good. It's like just I'm, sort your shit out. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm white. We're friends. <laughs> I mean no harm. Yep. Um, the semis were Denmark, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden. Sweden won. They did not. No. I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. It was a Denmark-Germany final. Okay. And Denmark won. Oh. How about that? Good for them. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Denmark? Good at stuff? Um, <laughs> Just lost our Danish listener. <laughs> no, I think it's already gone. Uh, our old friend Steve Howe. Steve Howe? Yep. We mentioned it in December 91 because he was arrested for cocaine. Oh, thanks Steve Howe. He got banned for the seventh time. That's what he gets. And there his baseball career, I believe, ended. It's a slippery slope from there. Six times, shame on us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seven times, shame yeah. on you. <laughs> um, now, the next thing is uh, somewhat sporting news, but more just disappointing on uh, on baseball. I mean, baseball's always disappointing because they're just so slow and shit to pick up on anything. Yeah, yeah. In 1992, 
Uh, Kelly Saunders becomes the second woman to serve as a public address announcer at a major league game because she had to fill in for someone. All oh, right, okay. Only, I think it might have been June this year or June of 2020 where they had a full-time female public announcer. Oh, really? Yeah. So in... Oh, I think I saw the yeah I saw, I saw that yeah 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 like for the first yeah like they for the whole match yep yep um but like that's actually her job now is to be the public announcer <clears throat> the first time a woman ever did a public announcement at a game was in 1966 fucking hell yeah so what's that 28 years can you imagine 20? during that the match? uproar <laughs> oh my god are uh, we just recently watched League of Their Own because it's coming up yeah it is fucking hell that's a brilliant movie like, it is spoiler alert gonna be my top five <laughs> yep <laughs> um, uh, but yeah like it's just that movie highlights it It brings so much truer now I don't know like maybe growing up that like you know you're probably not sort of thinking about sort of stuff but like uh, with um, yeah with Legal Own watching it these days oh, I'm very through. I'm very excited for the TV show if and when it comes oh no it was coming it is it's made yeah We'll get to that next month. Yes. Um, so that's my sporting news. Nice. All right. So. <laughs> Craig is back from his living in the pee. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was good. <laughs> that's our toilet break now. So if we, if we need a, if we need a toilet break, because they're living in the pee, you can just hop off. Okay. Um, so let's go on to film. All right. I think I got an idea of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> But let's just like let's just entertain the other ones for a little well, bit. Well, I got two in. Okay, cool. Because I couldn't access some of the other ones. I think we all watch the same two. Uh, so, Class Act, Patriot no. Games, no. yes, uh, House Sitter, no. Batman Returns, and no. Unlawful Entry. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, Patriot Games, House Sitter, and Batman Returns. I considered House Sitter because I did like it growing up. It's a very it's it's fine. It's very bland. It's just like. You could watch that movie and it's just like, it's ambient. It's just is like, it as bland as Patriot Games? That was Patriot boring Games. as shit. Firstly, nah, I, let's just play, yeah. the, let's play the trailer for Patriot Games. Delayed anything you've ever done before, little brother. Target leaving the palace now. From the producer of The Hunt for Red October. On the best-selling novel comes the summer's most explosive motion picture, Hoodie. So you just waited on in like John Wayne. I couldn't just stand there and watch him shoot those people. It was rage, pure rage. A reluctant soldier. They were moving him to Albany Prison on the Isle of Wight when it happened. escaped we think he's left the country in a war that isn't his what ryan done can't be undone so you should stop thinking about it i can't there's never been a terrorist attack on american soil jack these men are professionals personal revenge rarely plays into it but i killed his brother okay so you can say it's boring as shit but i also have a perfect screenshot of Harrison Ford saying tits and it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> if you've not seen Patriot Games it's a, lot of, it's a whole time. lot of political turmoil, turmoil and, and all lots of stuff but the best thing about it is the fact that they, they've got this, this satellite imagery of where this like terrorist group is 
Enhance. And they're zooming in, and they're zooming in. Enhance. And then enhance, enhance. <laughs> and then it, it, it's a smash zoom to fucking Harrison Ford, and he just goes, tits, tits. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. And that's legit what the, what the photo is of. And that apparently is definitely all he needs to say, that is the woman. It's yep. not even that definitively a woman. It's a tank top, yes. There's maybe a bulge there, but that could be... Tits. Phil Collins. Nah, that could be Bob Hoskins. Those tits. I have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> my my first satellite note, imagery. Tits is my king. <laughs> on that note, my first note on this film. Yeah, Harrison is not sexy. I don't know. Man. That start scene where they're trying to get it on, like no. Well, you're you, not you sexy. know he, you know Jack Ryan's meant to be in his thirties. Well, like the other thing too, and, and um, thirty-nine, and, and because um, Bald- Baldwin had to drop out. Well, you know what? Have you have you watched Hunt for Red October lately? Yeah, so that was meant to be. So Patriot Games is meant to be set before. Yeah, but like, but then they had to change it. I'm glad Ali Baldwin's sort of bought that out because he's not good in that movie. He's not a good. No, star. he's he's, he's not what carries that movie for sure. Is it because no. they're not good it's movies? It's definitely the Scottish Russian that carries that movie. <laughs> <Yut>. but, <laughs> <Yut>. <laughs> but, <laughs> and twelve minutes in, going, let's just get away from the Russian. I'm going to be Scottish now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's um, nice seeing white terrorists. <laughs> Sean Bean. Yeah, yeah. How bad is this? The start of is just like uh, just kill me in every movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of R- IRA movies in the nineties. Uh, yeah, I think is it Devil's Own's another yeah, one. Yeah, Devil's yeah. Own. That's Harrison Ford again. But uh, uh, blown away. Is it in the No Flower one? Or? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Ah, uh, yeah. Blown away with. Um, I'm blown away. Mm. That's this year. I'm pretty. Or next year. I think it might be next year, but that was a Tommy Lee Jones, like yep, Philly yep. Dean, the Irish up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's talking all Gaelic in the the jail. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of cast, I make the Berg, Patrick Berg. Oh man, no moustache. Didn't see him drink anything. <laughs> no Quite no, good, no water fountain scenes. <laughs> I thought he was alright. Yeah, he's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, hey, fun fact too, Paul. Mm-hmm. In the SAS um, coverage. Mm-hmm. Well, you know when they're just watching the screens as the SAS come in. Yeah, there's aliens music embedded in that scene. I saw that. The, so it's like, yeah, they've um they've they picked and sort of chopped it up because it's, yeah, it's the same composer. Yeah, yeah same yeah. composer, and he's taken. Apparently, he, he's known for taking. He John Williams did. He John Williams did. Yeah. yeah, we got some more of that coming up as well. Yeah, um, I might have. Well, um, I definitely made a uh, playlist of um just film scores. So. Nice. And uh, so was, when we were homeschooling with the kids, like I had it on in the background and like, it's pretty good to, to do stuff too. Like it's like, yeah. you know, I've got like a few differing um, styles there, but yeah. Um, I found a Spotify playlist that's just like the main theme from movies and occasionally I put that on if I want to feel important or like, you know. <laughs> Walk into a room. <laughs> um, I will say that the, the home, like the, at the end, like the home invasion scene is pretty fucking good. Like, I mean, it is a lot of like, it's a bit met up until that point, but that final Very. sort of um, ten pole scenes, like yeah. when is is a house mm. ever dark enough to really need night vision goggles? But how good is that house? That's a horror movie house there. Like it's like yeah, it's nice it's, and isolated. Yeah, it's it just is. like it's just it's just awesome. Like, apart from the house vibes. that's right across the road to determine why is our power off and that house not off. <laughs> Imagine yeah. living in that house. <laughs> <laughs> should we say should we call anyone? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, our bow's off too. Okay. <laughs> Is that Sean Bean in the front? <laughs> um, you so mate, you mate, Raimi. Was that exciting? 
What? Little yeah. baby Ted. Little baby Ted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's get on to it. Let's get on to what that we're satellite zoom for. again. Because seriously. <laughs> Tits. <laughs> Tits. Enhance. Enhance. Can you enhance that? Enhance. Can you enhance that? <laughs> like, no, Harrison, it's 1992. Enhance. I'm amazed we can see anything. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that it's just a guy on a computer and he's just like using the arrows. Yeah. Just, just like to move things. Like, can you do it? Like, fucking do it yourself, mate. Like, you just press this button. It's like, move over a bit. You wanted, you wanted to just like go, oh, I'll do it. Was, was I also <laughs> the only one that got annoyed that you, you didn't find out the sex of the baby? Yeah, that was like a... <laughs> that was a weird... That like, was very Considering odd. that's not what the movie's about, you know, it's not like some sort of family comedy drama where that's what... It's all, you know, focused on that moment and they just well, hold it from you. find it out in the next one because clear and present danger is the key. Yeah, but surely that's not the key to get people back into yeah. the next movie, that's right? A, <laughs> we're going to find out what the movie <laughs> oh, is. It's the weirdest it. ending. Uh, it was weird. I just, I just felt that was a little jarring ending. Like, yeah, I, didn't, they ran to the finish line. Yeah. Just like, oh, I feel like there should have been like sitcom music outro with that. <laughs> yeah. <The> freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> like a little smile and a thumb up. <laughs> Wink at the camera. This cool tits. So, Batman Returns. Let's uh, yeah, roll the trailer. I've been down here too long. It's time for me to ascend. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. This is an awful film. Uh, this is Uh-oh. a slight Ooh. on uh, Batman. This Do is a slight. You think on... this is worse than Batman? I, no, this is worse. I, I would watch Batman Forever before this. What about uh, the first Batman we watched yeah. recently? Really? This is. I. I will give you. I will give you this. The Penguin character in this movie is great. Um, should not. Have... <laughs> um. The Max Shrek character is fucking awful. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but that that character's not needed in it. But apparently, original plan was that he was going to be uh, Cobblepot. Yeah, okay. Did but you then see he was going to be Max? Sorry. Did you see he was going to be Max? Well, who was who was going to be Max? Yeah, who? David Bowie. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Turn it down for Twin Peaks. Because <laughs> he's a weirdo. Um, there you go. I like the fact that uh, Chip, Max Shrek's son. Is doing like a really bad Chris Walken yeah. impression. He's like, yeah. Dad, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> the likeness is very good though. <laughs> He's just like, imagine look look around like you and look at Chris Walken. Is like, I thought I'd do a bad impression of you because I'm your son in this movie. He's like, that's okay. <laughs> Two mice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I watched this and maybe look, I watched it on a like a on a, in the morning and uh, I don't know, like I was just like. I think I had a false memory because, like, this is the first uh, M-rated movie I saw in a cinema. 
So I Likewise, my, my nan and pop took me to see this. Yeah, I was a seven-year-old, I think. Yeah, and I was like, and I think we, I don't know, like I, I, I must have enjoyed it, but I, I haven't watched this movie as much as the first one. I love the first one. Um, <laughs> it might not come through on the watch long, but I do actually. Yeah, like I the didn't first get one. that impression. Um, yeah, I don't think I like it anymore. Hey, it, it drops down in the middle. <laughs> um, but this one, I, I just, I hate the Tim Burtonness of it all. It's just, it's just, they gave him free reign and they should have reined him in. Like it's like. Let's just be weird for the sake of weird. Let's do these stupid circus performers. Like, it's like the fucking Danny Elfman's just like, boom, 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 like, then fucking the entire thing. And rips off a little bit of, oh, I guess he doesn't rip it off. Cause Michael Keaton is like, that bit where it, where he's like just brooding in a study and then like the light comes in and he stands up like, it's just so fucking stupid. And it's like, because like the first one, is at, least, at least it's a bit more natural. This one's, it's all, it's all like a setup to a to like a a triumphant scene like it's all uh, it's like a, a pale imitation of the first one this is mine discuss uh, I feel <laughs> like this is better than the first one but uh, I, did, I disagree <laughs> I've only seen the first one recently with subtitles so that takes a lot of, a lot away from it there's not enough yeah, uh, you've got to watch it properly there's not enough uh, Alice in this one <laughs> what's the fucking name the reporter's name I can't remember but um did you notice our mate uh, Stephen Brill yeah like a very brief like two seconds just walks past what the hell is he doing there get back to Mighty Ducks uh so there's a bit at the start where um he stops the guy from um uh he's got Selena Kyle grabbed with like the one with a taser and like he's just then like he's like he just stands there creepily and she's like and she's like babbling and all shit and (laughs) he's just sitting Go off and do your fucking Batman duties. Like, what are you? She's not even like. I don't know. Time was wasted there. He reminds uh, me a lot of you know that Robert Pattinson meme where he's standing in the kitchen in the tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Batman does in this film. He just stands awkwardly, like, what? What do I do? Now? And even Bruce Wayne, like, you know that the meeting with Max Shrek when he like um it gets like really like tense really quickly, and then um uh that he's like all sort of gaga over Selena Kyle but it's like there's no real sort of it's like oh woman yeah, there's, <laughs> woman there's, my size because Christopher Walken is towering over Michael Keaton yeah, in that scene <laughs> there's not really any chemistry or connection for a reason why he would be into Selena Kyle all of a sudden also apart from the off off screen connection yeah. that they have yeah also Craig do you realise that if you get pushed out of the window by Christopher Walken you will get the ability to do backflips. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> it's like, where does she get all these powers from? <laughs> it well, is and, and then, so it wasn't the original intention because it was put into post-production, yeah. you know, where she appears right at the end. Yeah. And apparently that's not even Michelle Pfeiffer because she'd already gone off to do other things at that stage. A yeah. very pointless, expensive scene. Yeah, well, not only that, so... Always, uh, they were pushing for that nine lives thing, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't ever really meant to be part of it. Yeah, you know, it was put in at the end. And the other thing that always I found jarring, even as a kid, you know, they make a big deal about you know her costume losing claws and yeah, always yeah. having to mend it. But then after all that shit's gone down, she's just got a pristine. She she has a lot of leather jackets in her. <laughs> <laughs> she must have a lot of leather jackets because you know Bruce is still in his outfit just with the the cow torn off yeah so. but but then he's got like a hundred of them 
Well, yeah, but my point is it's just happened. Like, yeah, everything's yeah. just happened, and he's it's just coming back from that, and she's now got the full kid again. Also, yeah, that but- scene where... Uh, <laughs> so, she goes back to the office, because she's sending um, voice messages. Like, this is like, it was like an advertisement for, have you got an answer machine? Because Selena Kyle uses this a lot. <laughs> um, so, she goes to the office, and then... Um, it's like Tim Burton's like, we need to tell people how Max Shrek is using this power plant. But I can't work out a way. So I'm just going to get Selena Kyle to just do his entire plan back to him. And she's like, oh, and it's a really good idea, you doing all this stuff for the power plant. And here's my exposition, exposition, exposition. <laughs> well, again, I think the power plant was connected to one of the original ideas where Penguin was going to freeze the city. Should have done that. And then Dr. Free should have been there. And Doctor Freeze should have been. It was never a part Again, of it. There was two. Christopher there was Walken two has, original. Chris Walken as Doctor Freeze. Oh, that could have worked, right? Yeah. But the two original plots were they were meant to be treasure hunters, <laughs> and so I can only imagine it was like a Chip Gotham Gotham <laughs> forefathers, <laughs> where like you know there was some hidden sort of treasure in Gotham somewhere, and that was the original plan, and oh, Burton didn't like it, and then he moved on to the. Nah, the penguin freezing city. Enough. Can we uh, have a uh, let's let's start off with um, attempted infant side. That's good. Um, let's get Pee Wee Herman to be the dad because you know he's. Well, it's not just Pee Wee Herman. It's also Selena, which who was also in Pee Wee's Big Day Out. Oh, That's okay. the mother. Um, so it was like a double. Also, I do he... like I do like the way they just sort of like <laughs> even when they he pulls the cat into the cage. They're yeah, just, they're just like oh, it's oh. <laughs> 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 so casual. <laughs> So, obviously, it shows you at the start, like, that's his parents. He's a cobblepot. But then when it, later on, like, he's going through all these papers and research, how does he decide that that's his parents? How does I he think, know? I, I always have He the, just randomly picks them out. It's like, they were rich, they're dead, they'll do. I always had the false memory that he knew along who they were, and this was just like, it was just like, this is just a way for him to get... Dramatising it. And, um, this is a way for him to get, like, liked. It's like, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of research, but I actually already know who my parents are. I think he just picked some out randomly. Um, Wasn't there a print on the birth certificate? What, it says your son was ugly and you got rid of him? Your penguin print. No, it was like a, yeah. A handprint. Maybe uh, that's a false memory too. If not, I watched this not very long ago. Um, I know, yeah. seems dodgy. Do you reckon Christopher Walken said like, Max Shrek needs the hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Jim Burton's like, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> well, I've read that he was terrified of working with him. Tim Burton was terrified of working with him. Yeah. 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 Most that he's well, that. Tim Burton was also scared of Jack Palliser. He yeah. should be. Yeah, well, I, would I think too. everyone was. I shit bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> While we're still on Christopher Walken, my favourite line. Yeah. Up or down? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that when. If he gets his speech to just like, if I was a, a, a person of Gotham, and there's already this fucking terrifying man gets up and makes a speech, he looks angry to the whole thing. He's like, I'm just trying to give something back to the people. It's like, I didn't trust, so, I didn't trust you. you. <laughs> Surely you'd remember some of your speech. <laughs> like, it's all just written down. Just remind me to push Selena Kyle out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Take um, responsibility. I. Tim Burton's not perfect, but I think he, at least he was the first one to to make Gotham a character. You know, I mean, what's with those two big um, statues of like 
they look like blacksmiths or something. They got hammers in their hand. It's like it's it's like mm. I, I I agree that Gotham looks pretty cool. Again, I will ask, what time period is this set in? <laughs> yeah, you you criticise the time period, but there's also something else that we'll be talking about potentially in the future or today about the animated series. It's all taken from this. Yeah, but the animated series like did it better within like one episode. You're like, oh, this is way better than Tim Burton. Fuck him. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's still. I said say that. I say. Time. I say when I'm watching my kids. Hey, remember. Fucked in Burton. He's like, oh. <laughs> FTB. Yeah. FTB, yeah. <laughs> He's got a tattoo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just find that, like, the, at least when they went to the animated series, they had people who got had respect for, like, so. And, I, look, I'm not a big person who's like, you have to be the source mature. That's why I fucking hated Joker, though. Like, the um, one with um, Joaquin. Joaquin in it. It's like, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Just do a, a story about like a a clown who like has mental health problems. But like, if you're gonna set it in that world, mm. just give like a few nods. Just yeah, like, there's you know, no nods. Yeah. Even the time period. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. It was just weird. So, um, I suppose yeah. I think Tim Burton, uh, he's the sort of person who's like, I'm gonna um, intentionally go this way when everyone sort of would expect me to go this way. And it's like when you're when you're dealing with like a a, a product like this. Just give people Batman. But also, the product at the time was pretty new. Because this is a long yeah. way from like the 60s TV show. And from was, what other superhero movies were even done. Like yeah, there wasn't movie. a lot of... like Batman wasn't a huge deal until Tim Burton did it. Yeah, film. I suppose, yeah. I just... I don't know. I, just, I, I, I mean, but, I mean, at the time, I think it was... Like, time's passed and we've had other Batmans thrown at us now. Yeah. We've been a bit spoilt with Batman. Yeah, and also been let and Batman's down been with... a bit spoiled. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you do you want the floor for a minute here, Craig? And Paul can stop his FTB, and you know, tell us how Batman Returns was important to you and why it's great and why you like it. Mm. Well, again, like Paul, was my first adult movie at the cinema because uh, yeah. I I think I convinced Nan and Pop that it'll be okay. It's Batman, and all their experience with Batman was the Adam West. Series and did they walk out and say fucked in Burton? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, it was more like don't tell your mum and dad I took you to see this. So there's definitely nostalgia attached to it. Right? Oh, massively, and uh, there is a bit of that, and I apologise for that. But oh, it, it's coming. That's fine. No, I take back that apology. But <laughs> nostalgia has a place here. Don't worry, it about does. Um, but you know, again, for what it is, I mean, he brought it to the to the you know the movies and it I, was a first dark batman and with a love for batman that, that was batman for me for a very long time yeah i just you think know? he should have maybe just like given up the mantle after the first one i reckon they should have had a different director for each one and just see what they like i don't know who at the time they mean what would you, you've had like steve brill david lynch well they Oof. were heavy on tim burton to stick around because he was going to do a superman movie yeah. After this. Oh, that's the one with... With Nicholas Cage. And uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith yeah. writing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was probably good that that one didn't take place because yeah. that looked terrible. But let's... Have a, we'll do, we'll, actually, we're about to get onto the TV, but like, we'll do it now. Like, um, the animated series did air this, this, this year, 1992. No, we can't leave Batman Returns yet. Why? Because I haven't made mention of why the fuck is Penguin so horny? Well, I, mean, I did not know. notice as a child this movie's really sexually charged. Oh, oh, like when he's looking at the um the the campaign woman and yeah, well, not only that, Catwoman as well. After he bites the guy's nose, yeah, that's, yeah, that is pretty shocking. And also the bit with the hand, 
Breathe when we, he, he like Max Shrek's um, business associate and he had like his hand. He's like, uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like yeah. it's, it's it's really dark in some bits. It is a dark movie. A lot sleazier than I ever would have remem- remembered it being. Yeah, it's very weird. I did I did notice that. And um, Penguin just wants love. No, he doesn't want love. No, but he wants to dip it in. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing too is that like there's a lot of like just uh, those um sound bites like that burn baby burn bit. Yeah, it's great, but it's like it doesn't really mean anything in context of the scene. No, like, you know, we need something for the trailer, basically. It's like, let's do that. There's also a snippet of uh, a future um, Danny Elfman song, "The Making Christmas" from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, is it? Oh, like with a the moment. Yeah, because it is a it is a Christmas movie. Batman. Yeah, I guess so. But in the same way that Die Hard. Die Hard has come out. I've got the book, which is a Christmas tale of Die Hard. Oh, really? oh, yeah, nice. yeah, there's a children's book about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might not be children's book, but... I also need to <laughs> shout... It's in that form. I need to shout out to the soup scene. Because remember, Batman, that's why I thought I liked soup so much growing up. Yeah, yeah. He's eating soup again. He is. He likes soup. Special soup spoons. He, he likes very soup. Odd. I don't yeah. know why that... Is that just a rich thing? Oh, do you know what is a rich thing? Being a uh, castaway billionaire, but still getting your butler to put, um, to make the biggest Christmas tree that you've ever seen, that you're never going to put any tr- gifts yeah, under. There's no so gifts Alfred, under that. Christmas this place off for me. I won't care. <laughs> yeah. Also, he sat there just watching TV, and Alfred's like, "Is something wrong?" He's like, "Dude, I'm watching TV. Like, leave me alone." Do the tree. Do the tree like you're meant to. What What is that? He's clearly Bruce is sat watching TV. He hasn't moved, and Alfred goes, "Is something wrong?" He's like. No, I'm sat here watching TV. I met what? some. I met. A, I met another girl today. I might get her to come back here and then like. S- you swing, make excuses swing for me upside again. down in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a bat. There's a couple little moments where it's like very old timey husband and wife. Alfred calls him when he's in the car. And he's doing his ironing. Yeah. Like, what time are you gonna be home? <laughs> I've been slaving away all day. This is like. It's a very weird dynamic. Did you iron my bat? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get that Christmas tree because I want it finished by the time I get home? Told you a thousand times, Master Bruce. You cannot iron rubber. <laughs> and heat up my soup. <laughs> some, it's like I am. I can. I can uh, afford anything, but get that Campbell's. It's just like a pantry of Campbell's soup. Aussie <laughs> <laughs> Lint. He puts Aussie Lint in his soup. That's what it is. Oh, it's such a weird. It's just. It's one of those ones where, like, they had the tentpole scenes. Like, the, and I will, I will say, like, the, the bit at the start where um, the creepy guy from the X-Files episode opens up his thing as, like, there's a minigun mm. in, in the present. Oh, yeah. Um, that whole scene, it was pretty good. And, but don't they do circus performance in Batman Forever too? No, well, that's that's uh, the Grayson side, because they're yeah, yeah. acrobats, right? So but yeah, like, like, but then they've got those, because in, in the Batman Forever... Aren't they wearing like body paint and all that stuff? Because that was big at the time. Like they, I can't remember. You know when they go in and like um, uh, he steals the Batmobile and goes into the city and he tries. Oh to, yeah, because there's that whole neon. Um, yeah, and it's like it's like the rave culture. Sort yeah, of thing the rave. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just like remember that's that happened two years ago, but we're doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, seals on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you too. Can't wait yeah. to get to that. But like, you can tell that was very much removed from. Burton's side because it was completely different I'm, landscape I'm looking forward to Batman Forever because I remember just being like so batshit crazy and Tommy Jones is terrible but. have you seen <laughs> have you seen all the calls for the Schumacher cut 
<laughs> no one's asking for a Schumacher. Because apparently <laughs> Scarecrow, there was meant to be Scarecrow in it, and there was meant to be like the Scarecrow toxin dreams and oh, man really? bat appearance and things like that. Cool. Oh, give us a Schumacher cup. Yeah. Mm. Give it to us. Um, nah. I think we're done with Batman Returns. Oh, we were going to talk about anime series. Um, uh, I find that, yeah, the, the pinnacle. Even I, I would even go so far as like, even the Nolan verse. Like, I like it, but I think the best representation in all media ever, like, visual media, like, on screen stuff, would be the Batman animated series. That's my... Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that was just they did it, it was, it was. I liken it to the Clone Wars, where, like, they could focus on, like, just, like, these secondary characters and stuff, and it's like... Um, and it's just it just so happens that they're all on stand now. They are all on stand now. It was a good find. I was very happy with that. Is that yeah. tough to compare, like, a long-running series to a two-hour film, though? No, but... Because like, you can only think, do so much. But the tone... And, like, I'm not saying every episode's, like, fantastic, but, like, I think they just got the tone right overall. And it's like... They... They showed different sides of his psyche and also of Bruce Wayne. And, and um, I think... Just all those ones that like, if you some like, episodes got very deep for a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, like the Bane. Some of the Bane episodes are like really, really full on, and it's like it, it just took a, a lot of uh, it took a lot of big steps, took a lot of chances, and I, I respect it for that. So yeah, if you've never watched the Batman animated series, you highly recommend. You highly recommend. I guess. Are we in TV now? What are we in TV now? Segue into uh, TV. So yeah, so uh, let's go on to TV. Uh, so we had um, a couple of things in America. Um, so the Arsenio Hall, Arsenio Hall show we've, we mentioned on here before. Bill Clinton, obviously the pre- presidential nominee at the time, came on with uh, Hillary, and he donned some sunglasses and he played a saxophone solo, and everyone went much like the sunnies you're wearing right now. Yeah, oh, look, I'm channeling my inner Bill, which mm. is not good. <laughs> I don't see a saxophone around. <laughs> I like that. There's uh, two months in a row now we've had some saxophone as well. Remember? Eight. Remember? Are you going to do it? Remember the saxophone? <laughs> oh, from <laughs> Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is what he did. <laughs> Imagine S- him coming out and playing the Lethal Weapon tune on his oh, uh-huh. Danny Glover just like, docks up his arm. Ah. This shit. Um, this, uh, a lot of people said that this was a very, uh, this is a turning point in the um, election because... He tapped into that youth market that, like, the Republicans have never, ever, and will never, ever sort of tap into. And, Nothing like, says with, with tapping into youth with a saxophone. <laughs> but then you had Arsenio like, Hall, which was like, you yeah. know, um, he was like a very much lauded like late night guy, like, in, basically endorsing him by coming on there, and it's like called him boss. Yep. Uh, in Australia, Vidiot uh, um, aired for the first time. Um, that is, Vidiot was a show. Uh, it was a. Do you remember Vidiot? Yeah, it was. It had it like videos? recovery vibes away, didn't it? Like well, it was more of a game. Music videos? Uh, no, it was a, it was a film clips. Um, mm. It was a um, it was a more of a, a panel or not panel, but like a, a quiz show. Um, and you'd have like uh, I think two two teams of two, and the like. They would show you. It'd be, it'd be like a lot of pop culture stuff. So they're like you'd hear sections of like songs. They, I remember the one time uh, they showed. Uh, a section of Wayne's World, and then you had to go back and you'd ask questions about the section of what of what he showed, and it's like, and it's like how many um, okay. 
how many name tags are in the background and all that stuff. It was like really specific, like for at the time. Um, and you just play this by yourself at home, obviously. Just watch I it. watched it all the time, and it was. Just, but did yeah. they not also then cut into other shows during that time? No, that was it. wasn't a It wasn't like a. Um, it wasn't like that. It was. It was. It was its own show. Um, and you just yeah like uh, but it, you can catch up on YouTube. I found a, a few um, episodes on there. Um, we had the, for the first time ever the most arbitrary award show ever the MTV Movie Awards <laughs> but they had some of the best comedy bits um, you know, like, I mean, the awards meant nothing um, but oh I recently watched have you seen the um, the doco The Last Blockbuster no the heavily recommend it Oregon well the yeah in, in Bent yeah um, uh, you got a lot of people sort of like uh, talk about their video store experiences but they also can sort of give you the, the backstory of Blockbuster Blockbuster had their own awards for all there for a bit like Blockbuster and, Movie Awards and uh, did they also not sponsor a giant football game did the they? Blockbuster Bowl yes yeah, yeah. Um, and they tell you why they went um, uh, the, have you heard the story about Netflix no so the guy who owns Netflix went to Blockbuster and said I've got this idea I want to sell it to you and Blockbuster laughed him out the room and then two years later they basically like folded because of Netflix <laughs> oh well <laughs> There you go. Uh, so I'm just going to run through some of the awards that were given for the um, for uh, the, the inaugural 1992. They're very important. Yeah. So best movie was Terminator 2. Best male performance was Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. No. Best female performance was Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. How many films were nominated here? Uh, in the the best movie it was either Terminator 2, Backdraft, Boys in the Hood, JFK, Robin Hood. Can you imagine the MTV generation going? That backdraft movie <laughs> that we watched with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I love that movie. Yeah, a lot of bros. Like Crosby, Stills, and Nash game. <laughs> uh, then we get into this is this is when it gets into the real MTV most desirable male. Don't be Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it's fun. It's something that we did a watch along for. Uh, Ernest. Keanu. <laughs> Keanu. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Keanu most desirable Reeves. female, Linda Hamilton. No, I mean, no offence, Linda, but no. She won over Christina Applegate, Kim Basinger, Tia Carrere. Really? And Julia Roberts. That, um, no. <laughs> you almost <laughs> broke. I, I, I saw him break. Breakthrough Not performance was, break, breakthrough performance was uh, Edward Furlong for Terminator 2. Oof. Best on-screen Ooh, duo was... Age well. No. Nice. Uh, uh, best on-screen duo was Dana Carvey and Mike Myers. Best villain... Yeah. Was Rebecca De Mornay from The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? She won over Robert De Niro and Kate Fear, Robert Patrick as T1000, Alan Rickman from Robin Hood's wow. Cancel Christmas, <laughs> um, and Wesley Snipes in New York City. Like best comedic performance. Hello. <laughs> best song from a movie. Everything I do. Yeah. Best Banger. kiss. This will be a big one over the years. Best kiss was. Anna Klumski and Macaulay Culkin in My Girl. Oh, oh dear. Oh, no. Wait, when did that? That was last year. End of last year? He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, best action sequence was the LA freeway scene from Terminator 2. It's like it's just vague, vaguely just describing things now. Should we uh, acknowledge that it's a bit weird that two infant child children got the award got for the, the best Yeah, kiss? that's a bit weird. It's not Terminator 2. It was, it was off its time. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but the Lifetime Achievement Award, and this this is, 
Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Oh. Do they have many options, to be fair? <laughs> you can watch this, and it's amazing. And I'll be putting it up on the Instagram. I watched it about three times. Does he look defeated? He looks like Jason. <laughs> I mean, like, Lifetime Achievement Award is kind of signalling that you're done. You've well, that's the thing. Like, you know, because like, this has been before. Like, uh, in... I think next... Like, 93 is Jason Goes to Hell. Just like... <laughs> How fucking, this is the beginning how fucking of the weird. End. Yeah, how fucking weird is like, oh, we're yeah. not even going to do like any, we're, we're not going to do anyone like of note. We'll do Jason Voorhees, a character in a horror series that has like gone on for way too long. So did the guy that played it came up and get the award? Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not sure who played him because it, it probably would have been Keen Hodder. Um, but uh, yeah, I just found that really, really super interesting. Oh. So, the, so yeah, so that was the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, you know, honouring the best, obviously. Yep. <laughs> uh, we were, uh, you know what? I, when I was doing it, I was like, this is really cheesy. I'm going to cover that every fucking year. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, does it doesn't seem any worse there? than the Emmys. Uh, the best kiss was always going to be 2002 Spider-Man. Oh, the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to music. <laughs> um, so, in the Aria charts, we had uh, Euphoria, One in a Million, Girlfriend, take it from me, and also crisscross is going to make you jump, jump, jump. And the Billboard again, crisscross will make you jump. And then finally, it was uh, knocked off by. This isn't Brian Adams. No. Mariah. Is this a single from an upcoming album or is this unplugged? This is unplugged. I'll be there. Banger. It is, but it's not hers, so it doesn't count. Who is it? It's a cover, right? It's, it's well, no, well, tell me what it is then. Uh, the Four Tops. Gonna sh- <laughs> <laughs> Did you just. Take like a random 50s <laughs> duo band as well, like, oh, be four tops. Motown era. I'm going to double check that for you. Oh, so you don't know who it is? I don't because oh. I think that's the banger and I don't want to take anything from Mariah. I'll be there. Original. Oh, fuck you. Is it? It's the fucking four tops. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Let me tell you, sir. That should have been part of the quiz. <laughs> oh, my God. We would have in given you bloody everything. 1998, when I was living in England. <laughs> and you were playing with the four tops. 98-99, living in England, they ran a... You know the series we got here, 20 to 1? Yeah. Yes. They did a similar thing in England, and they'll do countdowns of, like, genres of music. And I was obsessed with the Motown series. Okay. Loved it. They did, like, 60 to 1 or something, like, all these Motown artists. I was heavily into Motown for a good six months. Yeah. Good times. Now I don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had its time. I've moved on. I mean, it's served you well because you just like... That moment. Like, yeah. It gave you that moment just then. I, it, it didn't feel like a stab in the dark. I think it was a subconscious stab in the dark. Oh, you, you were stabbing. That you was, <laughs> was I, though? But you jagged it. Well so done, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, go through the releases. From, um, uh, but before we get into the... Uh, the releases uh, of uh, June 1992 a new segment was started 
last episode uh, by our good friend Bob Burton, and it's the it's Powderfinger News. So it's the Powderfinger News. Powderfinger News. If you don't know, uh, Bob's a big Powderfinger uh, fan. Possibly obviously, the, obviously po- not here. Possibly, yeah, possibly the only one. But I, I thought we would keep. <laughs> I'd possibly, I wanted to keep this going um, because, you know, we want to be making sure that we, uh, we're, we're supporting Australian music. Giving people what they re- want. Retroactively. So, for June 1992, here's a Powderfinger News. They did enough. Powderfinger News. All right. <laughs> and moving on to releases. June 1992. I don't even think I actually mentioned which month we were doing right at the top of the episode, but we're doing June 1992. <laughs> I think we just went past yeah, it. I don't think we covered that. No. I'm sure it's obvious. Yeah. You suck at this. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> uh, so, It's a Shame About Ray by the Lemonheads. Um, Banger. By no, actually, Ray. I thought it was a bit vanilla, but out of the list you gave, it was probably... <laughs> it's not what I gave, it's what it was. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to give Craig these ones. <laughs> I'm going to stitch him up with these yeah. dull, boring albums. Shadows and Light by Wilson Phillips. Angel Dust <laughs> Angel Dust by Faith No More Good Stuff by B-52s Mean Time by Helmet The One <laughs> The One by Elton Johnny Sound like the Penguin um, Art of Rebellion by Seals Out of Tendencies Dry by PJ Harvey and Soft Bomb by The Chills uh, Lemonheads Loved it um, Two of these albums uh, we're going to go back to the uh, the old bedroom wall between me and my brother um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame about Ray uh, I love that album. I've always loved it. Um, I, I, I actually think it's not a dull song on, on there, but oh. that's just me. Is there good songs on there? Yeah, there's good songs on there. There's I, some good songs on there, it. but I, I don't know. Just listening to it in full, I was a little bored. Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's 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 all the same pretty much. But yeah. It's, it's I I just like, and then apparently there's a big thing about Lemonheads fans like this was the album that was like someone left the band and like everyone hates it from this point onwards but I kind of like it so whenever they, I'm in a conversation I'm like oh yeah like the old stuff is way better no. <laughs> I like Mrs. Robinson <laughs> uh, so is that on there? yeah uh, not done by yeah not Nemo a fan uh, I know who did that yeah good <laughs> uh, I for some the, reason the two, the two tops <laughs> <laughs> the big top and the ball top uh, unplugged by Mariah Carey I don't know why I don't work from the start when you give me this list. Like, yeah. I just randomly pick out an album and be like, oh, listen to that one. No, it's trash. I'll go into this one. No, it's trash. Um, oh, look, I, I think the, the Unplugged performance like, showed her range, but like it's not, not great. But, like, no. Um, Shadows and Light by Wilson Phillips. I wanted this to be so much better than what it was. Yeah. Because we had big love for Wilson Phillips back the in the... The bar was very high. Yeah, I'm like, this is not hold on. They, yeah, they totally <laughs> fell over before they got to the bar. It wasn't bad. I've got to admit, I did not listen to that one. It, I skipped. I, I gave each song a good heart... Not a hearty try, but like... I gave it at least a minute and a half each song. I was like, this is... You nah. listen to it while you were um, killing people in GTA. But he had Olympics on. He can't do three things, yeah. Paul. Uh, Angel Dust by Faith No More. I'm not a huge Faith No More fan, um, but I've read a few things about them in the 90s now that I kind of... I do respect them a bit. Um, because apparently, like, they got put on... Well, after their, their last album, they got put on a bunch of, like, alternative metal concerts. And then they, they could see that, like, it was becoming a commodity. So they started, like, halfway through... They were doing, like, um, cover versions of, like... 
top 40 hits and like, and like the guitarists yeah. fucking hated it but yeah. like um, they just like they wanted to like get the audience upset um, and also he he pissed <laughs> into um, I think Axl Rose's other his microphone or his speaker the foldback ooh yeah wow <laughs> I got Good mad times. respect do you know Courtney <laughs> Love was in, in Faith and More what really yeah she, she was there um, she, before she moved to Seattle she was in uh, she was in Faith and More for a little bit do, what in, in there doing what uh, I think either singing or playing guitar. Huh. Yeah. Weird. This one had uh, Midlife Crisis and also um, uh, Easy, um, which was another, that, that was like their thing of like, I'm going to flip this. With, like the, the record label said, we want one with like, every song should be like epic. Like that song <laughs> that we all like, we want epic, epic, epic. So they said, no, we're going to do Easy. We're going to do like a, a cheesy yacht rock song. Um I think most people don't even know that it's a cover. No. But uh, it is. There was a time that I didn't even know that was them. Yeah. Because you just wouldn't associate yeah, that song with, with them, them, you know. like. And obviously I'd heard that song a thousand times, but there was a time I think in high school where I've gone, that, hang on, that's Faith No More. Even, I don't know if it's being overplayed now with Midlife Crisis, but that doesn't, listen to the album, that doesn't seem to fit in. Heaps well with the rest of it. Nah, but those are the, like those are the two easiest ones to swallow on that album. Like that, the album's actually pretty hard to listen to. It's yeah. Not, it's, it's, yeah, and like I, I, I respect them for the, the eclecticness of it. But I'm like, and my, all my friends were mad Faith No More fans like back in the day, and I'm just like, I st- and they yeah, I could never it. do it. I like their like, singles, but I'm like, yeah, they outside do some, of that, yeah, they do some good songs, but that Ricochet song, yeah, really I still remember seeing them at Soundwave, and I had it was a hot day. And obviously, hydration was just beer. Yeah. So by the time they were on at the end, just splitting headache. And that was when, yeah. that, and was, that was their resurgence, wasn't that it? That was, yeah. And I just associate them now with a really bad headache. That seems to make sense. That fits. Uh, so the B-52s had an album that didn't have Love Shock on it, so who gives a shit? Was this around the time when they were doing Flintstones? No, that's not out this uh, year. This is very close, sir. Yeah. I tried to give, try that out, give it a go. It's all just very the same. Like You can't dislike it. That Good Stuff song, which was like the single, 5 minutes 55. It's pretty much the same thing for five minutes. This is going on to way too long. It's, it's very repetitive. Some of their songs yeah. very repetitive. It's a little bit Paul to me, like you know, it's Mighty Boss tones or Shut they up. might be Giants or. But. <laughs> Sick fucking banger. This song, so that's unsung by Helmet. That's another one that I um the mixtape that my brother made for me in the early 90s I'm like that song has to be on I fucking love that song it, it, it stands out so much in that album as well because the album's okay yeah, yeah but that song is just it doesn't fit this song's too good it's there's so many like 90s bands that do that too like they you sometimes and we, I think we said it's like did they have Unsung and then like try to make every song everything is that or did they mm. did they have like this net album they said can you write a good one and <laughs> yeah. We hear that story a lot about you know they have the album but nothing's good enough for that radio. You well, know, we were yeah. talking. I was talking to Bob um, recently about uh, imagine being and like we're, like I don't like Chili Peppers they're trash but like imagine having enough good songs that they're like just give Soul to Squeeze to the Coneheads album the like Conehead soundtrack is like it, that song's probably arguably their best, their best song ever. And they're like, we're not going to put it on Blood Sugar Sex Magic. We're going to give it to like this shitty movie, and that's going to be how we release it. It's like, 
in the 90s there were so many bands that like gave like they had enough good songs to like go all right you can have this one and it's gonna be a banger as well like having said that there's 16 or 17 songs on blood sugar sex magic that could have been nine track banger yeah there's a lot of filler on there yeah yeah Um, there's unnecessary songs yeah and they're an unnecessary band so i guess um um can i say helmet yeah i didn't go and see them because i'm a fool because i've only got one good song uh, a friend that used to work for a band, they'll do like sound check before the show. Like they had their own little band yeah. in the like the crew, and they would play that song every sound check. And I was like, "What is this? Did you write that song? That's the best song I've ever heard." This is 2003, before I'd really heard music. And obviously, like it's the best song you've ever heard. Yeah. And then it's on GTA. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much nostalgia now attached to that song. I'm not sure how much of it is because it's a good song. Yeah. Or if it's just got heaps of good memories with it. Man, San Andreas, when that came out. Yeah. And you're playing so, it for the first time, you're like, go to the alternative. What's the, you know what the radio station's called? Is it Radio X? Yeah, yeah. yeah Radio and X, yeah. It's like, like, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's a Pope shit in the woods. Cult of personality. Yeah, so good. Uh, so, uh, Elton John, I didn't actually listen to this one. Don't. Disappointing. Is- is it the one? Is that that's the the main single from it? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Nothing stands out. No idea. There's a moment where this sounds like one of the Lion King songs. It was yeah. Just um, getting ready for it. Definitely getting ready for it. <laughs> uh, but no, it's n- the nothing. Nothing exciting. There was. There's two album. Two songs on that album that also have the same song titles as Foo Fighter songs. Oh. I'm not sure if they're aware of that when they wrote their songs, but you know. There's one called Runaway Train. I'm like, solo songs should be getting some royalties from that. Mm-hmm. Co-written by Eric Clapton. Piece of trash. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anti-vaxxer? Yeah. Um, No, not... Okay, I I won't go out saying he's an (laughs) anti-vaxxer. Apparently... We're going to leave it there? You don't know about Eric Clapton. He's got a lot of spare time on his hands. He's just saying that they shouldn't be putting shows on that only cater for people who are anti-vaxxer or who have been vaccinated. And I'm like, that's still publicly Uh, wrong. Um... Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, skip. I don't mind. Yeah, it's good. like it. No, skip, I said. Sorry, I liked it. No, it's good. No. Uh, PJ Harvey. Loved it. Really liked it. I can't believe that's her first album. Yeah. yeah. How old is she? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure, but... No, but it's been around a long time. Good entry. I mean, and she yeah. st- I think she still gets better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, forward, yeah. But, like, listening to that, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, what a start. It's yeah. a good album. Yeah. She, um, she's pretty good. Look, I think it's a... Like for me, so doing my top two for the my my favorite album, my favorite movie, it would have to be uh, Lemonheads. It's a shame about Ray. Mm. The movie, I'm just like fuck. Like it has to be Patriot Games because I can't give it to Batman. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it is, but I don't want to give it to Batman Returns or the House Sitter. So it's like by default, default, default. <laughs> uh, you could give it to Unlawful Entry. I never watched it because I can't find it anywhere. Oh. And what? I don't like the title. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> sounds a bit pervy. Sounds um, like so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Patrick Gaines and uh, it's a shame about Ray. What's your what's your top? Batman Returns because it's better than the first one. Yeah, you're wrong. I have to say it's better. You're wrong. Definitely better. Wrong. Also, my first cinema experience throwing food at the screen, but in a good way, I think. Um, yeah, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't give it to Helmet based on one song. Uh, PJ. Okay. That's pretty solid, like start to finish. Best album? Yeah, best album, yeah. PJ as well. Okay. I, I, 
as I said, like, there's good songs on Lemonheads, but as an album on the whole, I got a bit bored. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what. I'm angry. That's what. <laughs> Paul's just had a massive dummy spin, throwing <laughs> stuff around the room, because he knows what I'm about to say next. Batman Returns. Okay. Gotta be. Gotta be. Well. Gotta be. Gotta be. Well, when when there's only a puddle, you can at least win the ocean. Wait, did you watch <laughs> Patriot Games as well? I did, yeah. 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 So, I, I, was, I loved the IRA movies in that era. Yeah. Like, and but this was boring. I know you touched on it a bit, I think, in the 90s series, but there was still a lot of stuff going on with the IRA in the 90s still. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and considering yeah. they were doing a lot of movies about it at the time, it seems a bit... Yeah, you know, I found it weird. Like, it's like it'll be like, uh, you know, I suppose we did do a lot of stuff about the current terrorist situation, but like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird to see that, like there was stuff actually still going on in the world, and they're like, Hollywood's like, let's make movies about that. Mm. Yeah, well, one of the um, one of the lines from the trailer got dropped from the release because they didn't want to actually dare them to actually do anything in America. Yeah, it yeah. was it was about the long along lines of no terrorists. Yeah. Attack on the American soil or something like that. It's like, let's take that one out. Yeah. Let's put tits in. <laughs> it's gonna it's a Patriot Games out now. Tits. Uh thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks yeah. for cheating at the quiz. <clears throat> there was no we cheating. Will, we will have you back anytime. Um if you want to uh get in touch with us, live in the passport at gmail.com. You can check us out on Letterboxd and also check us out on uh, Spotify. Just check the links in the description. Uh, Instagram is the best way to get in contact with us. Um, um, thanks again, Craig, for being here. Thanks, Craig. Um, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.